in the world of software, customer success roles are so much more prominent than they used to be. And these customer success professionals are focused on churn reduction. They're focused on renewals. They're focused on adoption, on time to value. So there's been a realization and an acceptance that this is an important strategy and that, in fact, retaining your existing customers and growing them costs exponentially less than acquiring new customers. Welcome to the Marketing Moguls Podcast, where we talk to the big shots, the heavy hitters, the cream of the crop in the world of marketing. This is a show where we sit down with the most brilliant minds in the industry, and we pick their brains to find out what makes them tick, what makes them successful, and sometimes what makes them want to pull their hair out. Each episode, we'll be talking to top executives, entrepreneurs, even influencers who have made their mark in the marketing world, and we'll be asking them tough questions like, what's the best way to increase conversions? Or how do you come up with a killer ad campaign? Or why do marketers always wear black? But let's be real, we're not just here to talk shop, we're also here to have some fun. So we'll be discussing some of the latest trends, we're gonna be sharing some hilarious marketing fails, and maybe even trying to convince our guests to let us in on their secret to creating the perfect meme. So whether you're a marketer, a business owner, or just someone who's fascinated by the world of marketing, this podcast is for you. Sit back, grab your favorite drink, and join us as we dive into the minds of the marketing moguls that are shaping the industry today. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Moguls Podcast. We have a really, really good one for you today. Uh, we're actually joined by Evan Klein, who's the founder of Satrix Solutions. Evan, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate you having us. Great to be here. Of course. It's wonderful to have you. If you don't mind for the audience before we get started, could you just give me a brief intro into kind of who you are, what you do, what your company does? Absolutely. Founder of Satrix Solutions. If you're curious, by the way, the way I came up with the name of the company is uh, blended the words satisfaction and metrics that got a Satrix. And uh, entertainingly, it was one of the few URLs that was available at the time, which was an important component of what, the, what we named the company that had to be a .com available back when I started the business 14 years ago. We are a customer experience and employee engagement consulting firm, which really means we're working with business-to-business -business leaders to help them understand deeply the sentiment of important constituents for their company. Those constituents make up their existing customers, their former customers, their prospective customers, and their employees. And so you can have those leaders having the facts and the data and the validation of understanding the perceptions, the expectations, and the sentiment levels of those different audiences is vitally important to driving the business forward uh, for revenue and profitability purposes. So that's the type of insights that we're bringing to bear. So we are a services firm that really applies many years of best practice knowledge, uh, understanding of the do's and don'ts, the nuances of launching and executing these programs in a B2B environment and helping our clients to maximize the impact and the return on investment of them. So it's an exciting place. I grew up in New York, made my way to California, worked in San Francisco for a few years, and then back to New York, uh, and then ultimately to here to Phoenix, Arizona, where the company was founded 14 years ago. I've done work in different businesses where I was on the front lines and generating customer satisfaction and expansion of existing customer accounts was of great importance to the business. It was how we generated a lot of our revenue and profitability. And the company actually, right before I founded Satrix Solutions, a digital agency here in Scottsdale, I was the head of client satisfaction. So I really got an opportunity to see the impact that these programs have on a business. The company I worked for had a sort of a 
leaky bucket problem, if you will, which is they were losing accounts almost as fast as they were closing new mm. customer deal, new customer opportunities. Once we put these programs into place, customer surveying, customer advisory boards, sales win-loss programs, the ability to really gather detailed feedback from the different audiences that I mentioned, we were able to stem that the defections that we were having and therefore grow the business at a much more rapid pace. So I saw the power that these programs had working inside an organization. And that's what led me ultimately to found Satric Solutions in 2008. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah, that is an incredible story. That's awesome to hear, though, that you literally saw a need. And I think that oftentimes we hear that's why these sort of things begin is because there's some sort of pain, there's a need, and it needs to be taken care of. So it's really cool that you recognize that and then decided rather than running from that or trying to ignore it, you actually did the opposite. You like dug deeper on it and decided to try to solve it instead. I wanted to ask, because you mentioned retention was something that was like a really big issue. Do you have any sort of like insights or I'm sure that you have a ton, but one of the things that we see oftentimes with people that come on the show, specifically high-level marketers, is part of their marketing strategy is to reduce churn. They want to try to make sure that they stop that from happening. Because what you said is so true that oftentimes you'll find that you can bring new clients on, sure, but you'll be losing them sometimes even as quick as you're bringing them on. What are some of the things that you can talk to us about in terms of that retention and that churn that you notice? maybe people don't focus on as much as they should or aren't as aware of as they should be when it comes to reducing churn in their organization? Yeah, it's a great question, Michael, because I think one of the things for me that's been among the most exciting trends in this world of customer experience or or voice of customer, how it's prominently known as well, over the last 10 years or so, is the the enhanced focus on churn reduction as a means to growth, sometimes known as retention marketing, sometimes known as customer-led growth. But a lot of venture capitalists and private equity firms are now uh, intensely focused on retention, customer retention, customer expansion, customer referrals, customer reputation of the business as a means to drive growth, revenue and profit growth. And there's been some calculations done by some of these uh, prominent private equity and venture capital firms where you know they look at a business, it's a good business, it's growing at X percentage a year, but they have a problem with retention. They have higher churn rates and they compare that to a similar business that's growing at the same rate, but they have lower churn. And what happens over the years is that for the companies with higher churn, you're losing a lot of that revenue and the upsell expansion opportunity as well. So the implications for revenue and profit growth over a five or 10 year period are profound. And it just doing the math, it screams at you that this is something that companies need to focus on. And thankfully, they have been a lot more over the last 10 years. In fact, in the world of software, customer success roles are so much more prominent than they used to be. And these customer success professionals are focused on churn reduction. They're focused on renewals. They're focused on adoption, on time to value. So there's been a realization and an acceptance that this is an important strategy and that, in fact, retaining your existing customers and growing them costs exponentially less than acquiring new customers. Yeah. And we hear that all the time that like one of the best ways to save money is just to keep your current customers very happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And keep them on board. So I wanted to ask in terms of the way that you all help your clients, how do you become known to them? I guess a better way to put it is how do you market your company and how do you make it so that people know that you all are there and that you offer these services? 
Yeah, also a good question. And probably one of our biggest challenges, which is something I recognize, frankly, from the outset, I am not a marketing person by trade. And so my first hire, actually, the very first person other than myself to work at Satric Solutions was a marketing person, uh, because I wanted to emphasize the focus on how do we build awareness? How do we get our reputation and our understanding of our services out there into the marketplace? How do we generate inbound leads? Things that in my career that were not areas of expertise for me. So I've uh, surrounded the company with people, most recently with Ben joining, who are very knowledgeable in those areas. Most of our revenue comes from, and you won't be surprised to hear this, from existing customers, either expanding their relationship with us or just sticking around for many years. We have clients that have been with us for five and 10 years and uh, referring us to others. And another source of revenue for us has been, because sometimes there are periods where there's higher turnover on the employee side with some of our clients. And so our stakeholders or the influencers at the company who we work with move to new companies, and then they recruit us and bring us on at their new place of business. So that's been probably the most prominent ways that we generate new revenue. But we're also focusing intensely on inbound leads and generating more of those as we move forward. So some of the things that Ben's working on now, strategies like helping us get found more quickly and more easily through SEO, paid links, I'm sorry, the pay-per-click, link building, some of the uh, strategies that are employed by many businesses, of course, to just have more people when they're doing their research, when they're doing their uh, searches online, finding Satric solutions. And we have a lot of good content, something I think for a boutique consulting firm, actually, we stand out in our contribution to the conversation, if you will, through a lot of the content pieces and best practice documents and eBooks. So we're continuing to build on that. But we have a lot to offer, even if people don't want to work with us, a place where they can go to get educated. Because candidly, I'm passionate about this work. And I'd rather see it, even if you're going to do it yourself, I'd rather see you do it right because the impact on the sort of the reputation of the world of customer surveys, if people continuously do not apply best practices and get poor quality data or do not affect positive change in their organization, then they throw up their hands and find, hey, there's no value here. So I think that negatively impacts the industry long term. So I'd like to see them do it right. We try to help them do it. Definitely. Yeah. And we find that educational content oftentimes is some of the best forms of marketing because it's a way that you can, like you just mentioned, show that not only is this kind of the best way to do it, but if you're interested, we can help. So it's one of those things where it's like you get to show the way that it should be done and you get to let everyone know if you would like to do it the right way, you can try it yourself or we'd be happy to help you. And so, yeah, we've talked to many people that use that educational approach as a really great way to reach out to their clients or potential clients, I should say. Hey there, we want to take a quick second to thank our sponsors of this episode, Tier 11. Do you ever sit at your computer wondering why you're spending so much money on advertisement for your business that drives little to no revenue? Does the idea of another month with low engagement make you want to pull your hair out? Well, you're in luck because the team of professionals over at Tier 11 can handle these issues in no time flat and make you forget all about your nightmare ad experience. Tier 11 is an advertising agency that manages over $100 million in annual ad spend and has more than 15 years of advertising experience. So it's pretty safe to say they know their stuff. Stop wasting your time and your budget on advertising that doesn't work and trust the professionals instead. Head over to www.tier11.com today and chat with the team member to learn more about how they can help you get more customers and increase their lifetime value. That's T-I-E-R-E-L-E-V-E-N.com. Now back to the podcast.
And I wanted to ask, you mentioned that you all were working a little bit on the website and doing some like search engine optimization type of stuff, everything like that. How else do you get this educational content out there and help people find it? Do you guys have a good social media presence? Do you try to run any sort of paid advertising or anything? Do you do like email campaigns? How else do you try to get your word out there to people? So yes to all of the strategies that you mentioned. So we try to deliver the content through a variety of channels. I think from a social media perspective in the world of B2B, which is our primarily our sweet spot is is LinkedIn, of course. So we're often contributing to the conversation on LinkedIn. We do have newsletter. We do have pay, paid advertising on occasion. I think for us also um, is speaking engagements. This world of customer experience, customer success used to grow at a rapid clip maybe with the caveat being some of these tech companies who are doing a lot of layoffs now because of economic conditions. But that aside, many companies are hiring. They're really leaning into the world of customer experience, voice customer success. And so there are a lot of opportunities, communities, groups of folks who are new to the space that are learning, conferences, webinars. And so we're trying to get involved in as many of those as we can. Of course, COVID mean that for a couple of years, but I think the in-person conference is roaring back. And we like the opportunity to have a presence at a lot of those places. So it's definitely what's interesting is that, especially on the customer success side, there are some younger folk who are joining that. They maybe came from sales. They maybe came from customer support. And so they're doing their way around and figuring things out as they go. And they look out for as much information as they can absorb in the communities through content, through other means like webinars. So uh, you know, we're trying to be in as many places as we can. Yeah. Omni-channel marketing, right? That's a really good way to do it. So it's awesome to hear some of those things that have worked for you or some of the things that you're currently doing that have been working well. I always like to ask if you're open to it, what are some of the things that maybe haven't worked as well? You've been doing this for a little while now. Could you give us some examples of some things that you've tried maybe in terms of like marketing or getting your product out there that you just feel like really missed the ball or just haven't worked all too well for you all in the past? Yeah, one that comes to mind that we've tried a couple of times at a fairly significant expense with no return on investment is engaging a sale, an external sales team, essentially appointment setting or sales strategy type organization that commits to setting up a certain number of meetings with you with decision makers, things of that nature. And those have not worked out well for us. And it's a strategy I don't think we're going to pursue going forward. I think part of the issue is as a a services firm, as a consulting firm, the people who are potentially interested in our services, our business, want to get to know the people. They want to understand the assets that you have in t- inside your organization, because those are the people you're going to be working with day to day. And obviously, they need to have the expertise and be able to convey the best practices. So those types of sales strategies have been a challenge because I don't think they give the potential buyer the opportunity to get to know us as well as more traditional routes. Definitely. It's very interesting that you mentioned those like appointment setting organizations, because we've talked to multiple people who've said the same thing. It's oftentimes you you pay a kind of a setup fee, and then you pay a monthly retainer. And then they're like, it'll take us a month or two, or maybe three months to get started. But don't worry, by month three, we'll be getting you 30 appointments a month or however many appointments. And you're three months in and you're however many tens of thousands down the drain. And they're like, hey, sorry, we're having a tough time with this. Yeah, it, it strikes a chord with me because I've heard that before for sure. So 
I wanted to ask, we're running a little short on time here, but before I let you go, I did want to ask, what are some of your biggest like objectives and like rocks to move right now for the company and for where you see things going here over the next few quarters, even the next year? Yeah, so it's interesting. We're heading into what some people believe is a potential recession. If not a recession outright, then maybe just a more challenging economic time where growth is slowed for many businesses. And I founded, as I mentioned, Satrix in 2008. So if you remember what was happening in 2008, it was a very challenging environment, to say the least, the Great Recession, as they call it. And so since 2008, it was almost up and to the right line of growth, right? There were some hiccups in the economy over the years, but most of it was a pretty good period over a decade until COVID hit, where there was investment, there was growth, people recognizing the need for these types of services. I think what's going to happen in the next few quarters is going to be an interesting tell about the industry as to whether companies, when you know they're a little bit more strapped for cash, when budgets are being cut, if they still feel that investing in the world of customer experience, voice customer is going to be a priority. Now, I, of course, think it should be. I'm biased. But when it's more challenging economic environment, that means new sales, new customer acquisition is going to be harder. So what better time to look inward and focus on what you have and make sure you retain your customers, make sure you retain your employees, make sure that you're able to grow existing accounts and maximize the opportunity with your current customer base. So I think actually investments in the work that we do should increase, but we'll see how that plays out. I think that's going to be over the next few quarters going to be an interesting discussion. I think also for us specifically, just uh, continuing to do the best for our clients. We always have to raise our game. We bend over backwards for our clients. We absolutely eat our own dog food as we deliver an exceptional experience. We make sure that we're maximizing value and working closely with them to really generate that white glove service and partner mentality. And we don't ever rest on our laurels. We want to make sure that we're bringing more to the front next year versus what we did last year, which is challenged because we're, I think, always operating at a pretty delivery rate. And to continue to raise that bar is always a consistent challenge for us, but it's something that we want to do for the benefit of our clients and also to open up more opportunities with them and with prospects in general. Those are some of the things I'm always thinking about. And then, of course, as we've touched on generating inbound leads, we can't rely on just existing clients, people who know us, people who see us at conferences or on webinars. We have to also capture the audience who's just researching this and doing some work on Google to find potentially a partner or what they think might be a good solution for them using software but that we have to convince them that actually the do-it-yourself method is is fraught with challenges and potential risk. And therefore, you should partner with Satric Solutions to make sure that things are going to be executed properly. Absolutely. As you mentioned, with the way that things are going, potentially getting worse like that, I know businesses are tightening down some. I think now is a perfect time to look for those opportunities because I imagine there's going to be quite a few people that could really use some assistance from a company like yours to keep their current clients satisfied. It's really great to hear, though, all of the plans that you all have and the ways that you're going to grow and the way continue to grow and everything like that. And I just really wanted to take a really second here to thank you again for coming on. Thanks for us and from the audience and everything. It was really great talking to you today, Evan. I appreciate it. Thanks again for having me. Enjoyed the conversation. Of course. All right, Mogul Nation, that's all we had time for today. But please tune in next time for another episode of the Marketing Moguls podcast. And until then, we'll see you there.